see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, and welcome back to another edition of Unpacked with PMMI. Today, we are going to dive into the OPEX Leadership Network with a little um, introduction to our OPEX Leadership Network. Um, And we are talking today with Brian Griffin, who is Director of Industry Services for PMMI. Um, Brian, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself um, before we dive into OPEX? Sounds good. So I spent uh, about 25 years now in the industry. I've spent time as a systems integrator. It's where I started my career and then spent 20 years with Nestle uh, in various roles across the globe. I've worked in factories, corporate offices, research and development, and finally in Nestle's head office over in Europe, leading the electrical and automation activities across the globe. So I've got a good amount of experience in operations. And that's what we'd like to share today with the OPEX Leadership Network. Okay, perfect kickoff. What, for those who aren't familiar, what is the OPEX Leadership Network? Yeah, that's that's always the first question we get. So the OPEX Leadership Network is a consortium of around 250 plus uh, manufacturers, including end user manufacturers such as Nestle, Procter & Gamble, some others, as well as machine builders, uh, the PMMI members. Uh, together, we focus on solving common industry problems in a non-proprietary way. Uh, in other words, trying to set best practices for operational excellence uh, across all of the issues that everyone faces on their shop floor. Basically, you're bringing together the people that are making the equipment, the people that are buying the equipment, and you're saying... What's bothering you about the people that are making the equipment? And what's bothering you about the people that are buying the equipment? You know, and not bothering you, but what what are the challenges that you're facing and trying to come up with solutions to those challenges? Fair to say? Exactly. Exactly. And those challenges can be uh, anything to do with, with operations. That's where the focus is. So we're not looking at HR issues per se, but we do have a work product on workforce engagement. How do we get our people engaged out in the manufacturing environment? So it's it's those types of common issues that we all seem to see uh, in our operations. And it, we're looking at, is there a way to solve those problems as a an industry as a whole, rather than individually with differing solutions? Sure. Like it's but way better to be a partnership than, you know, people doing their things in silos and then trying to figure out how to make that all mesh together. Okay. Is there any, um, any, you mentioned kind of the, the workforce one, but what are some key work products or tools that you've provided to the industry, you know, as a result of the OPEX leadership network so far? 
So the tools that we provide are broken into three different categories. Uh, focus on, on people, the human asset, uh, the focus on the processes that you're running in the factory, and then focus on projects, mainly capital spend, but also maintenance. Uh, how do we keep assets that are installed in the factory running the way they should be, the way they were designed to run, the way they were installed, uh, however many years ago that was? So looking into those three separate categories, people, process, and projects, we have several different work products, we call them, or solutions, best practices in each of those. In the people side, we have things like I already mentioned, the workforce engagement. How do we keep people engaged? We have another one on safety. Uh, how do we install a, a culture of safety within the manufacturing facility? On the process side, we've got things like uh, allergen cleaning verification tools or uh, OEE calculators that help us understand how efficiently we're operating our equipment. Uh, we've got one on how do I connect to machines that are on the shop floor if I'm the builder of that machine and it's left my hands. So in other words, what are the tools I can use to get into the network of my customer for my machine specifically, but not be able to get into other parts of the system, be able to keep those securities in place. On the project side, we've got things like, uh, how do you do a request for proposal? Um, I need to put a project together. What are the key concepts that I need to have in my RFP that, that the OEM will then be able to provide me with a, a good quote? And then if I go to multiple OEMs, I can get an apples to apples quote. Uh, mm -hmm. Also things along the lines of factory acceptance testing. Once I've got the equipment installed, how do I make sure that it's it, it's what I wanted? It's what I put into my specs and what I paid for. So those are the types of tools that we offer to the industry. And they they sound like like you you're you know everyone has to put out RFPs. You know you have to if you're purchasing something, um, everyone that's bringing equipment in has to have an FAT. Um, I'm on the opposite. If I'm on the opposite end and I and I'm looking at these you know these products you guys are offering, how are they? providing me value? Like, what are they going to do for me that, that I couldn't have done on my own, I guess, for like, how are they helping me? Yeah, probably the, the best thing is that it's giving a single voice to the industry. So we're all talking about the same things. If we go into an, an FAT, we use certain terminologies and we're setting that terminology as a standard that, or a best practice that everyone uses so that when we start discussions between OEMs, or machine builders and the consumer packaged goods manufacturers, right? We're, we're talking the same language. We understand each other better. Okay, I get that. So that's probably the the first goal that we have with all of these work products is to set best practices that we all understand. The second goal would be to make sure that when we're doing a task, let's go with your your example of the request for proposal. When we're doing that task, we're not forgetting anything. Mm -hmm. So in the RFP, for example, we have uh, all of the information that you that you would need to go out to the supplier with about your facility as well. So how do I get the machine that I'm looking right. to purchase if I'm the end user? How do I get that into my factory? Is it modular and I can bring it in and assemble it on the floor? Or is it large enough I need to cut a hole in the wall or the ceiling and drop it in, etc.? These are the types of things, especially young engineers that are new uh, to the process, may forget. 
So it's a it's just a checklist that helps you go through and make sure you didn't forget anything. Pilots do the same thing. Every pilot, no matter how many year, years they've been a pilot, no matter how many hours they've logged, they have a checklist that they go through before every flight. And they, they mark off what they've done. These are the same sorts of tools. You're checking the box, make sure, okay, I didn't forget anything. So it's like you said, it's you're not finding out at the 11th hour that, you know, the machine's great and you're purchased it and you're all ready to bring it in and you can't get it into your facility because there's not an opening big enough to get it in. Like something as simple as that is something that could slip through the cracks. Exactly. Okay. With that in mind, I guess, um, how do you guys or, you know, within the OPEX Leadership Network, how do you guys figure out, you know, what's going to be a topic? What you guys are going to, you know, try to tackle to come up with a best practice? So that's a three-step process for us. And it starts actually outside of the OPEX Leadership Network. So PMMI has a program they call Vision 2025. Uh, Very shortly, it will change to Vision 2030. So it's looking out into the future a few years. And PMMI goes out and they survey the industry and find out what are the key things that you see coming down the pipe or even today that are going to be issues or are issues for you in your manufacturing facility. They take all that information and turn it into a report that then gets handed to the PMMI board of directors who invites their key customers to come and talk together for a couple of days about the findings in that vision report. They prioritize what are the most important pieces, uh, what should we focus on next, and then they hand that information over to the OPEX Leadership Network's Executive Council, which goes through a process of identifying where are the critical pieces that we think we can provide value or input to. So we look for what we call white space. Uh, We don't want to reinvent the wheel. So if there's already a solution that's out there that addresses a particular topic, we don't want to redo that. We just want to point to it and say, hey, everybody, if you go use this, it's going to take care of that problem. If there's not a solution that's out there, uh, then we develop a work product uh, based on that that gap or that white space. Okay. Then, so you have, you know, you found a spot, there, uh, this white space, you know, that where there isn't a solution. Um, where do you go from there to create and develop the work product? How do you guys work internally to make that happen? All right. So the, the OPEX executive council, which is about 35 to 40 people, uh, high level executives from manufacturing companies. Uh, they're the ones who get together and decide where we should focus. And once they, they decide on that, that topic, they create what's called a task force. That task force goes out, looks to see if there's white space. That's the process I just described. Mm -hmm. If the task force finds white space, then what they do is come back to the executive council and say, here's the boundaries on that white space. Right, right. We then put together a solutions group made up of experts in that field. These experts are not necessarily your executives either at this point. We're looking at operators, engineers, technicians, uh, QA analysts, et cetera, the people who really know that particular subject, they come together and they meet on a biweekly basis via WebEx for 45 minutes each time to start developing a solution to plug that gap. Uh, That process takes anywhere from six months to two years, depending on the complexity of of the white space or or the, the product they're trying, the problem they're trying to solve. Once they've come up with that solution, 
They then take it and pilot it in one of their factories. So typically a solutions group has anywhere between 15 and 35, 40 people that are participating. One of those or two of those will, will raise their hand and say, hey, let's go try this in one of my factories. We go in, we do the pilot. We run a bunch of metrics around it, uh, talk to people, see how it worked, make any adjustments that we need to to the solution. And then we publish the solution for adoption by the industry. Okay. So then how, how does the industry, you know, how do you get that out to the industry? How does the industry find out, you know, that, that this work product exists and, and, you know, how it's going to solve what this problem that you guys are trying to solve? There are a number of ways that we do that. The first and, and foremost method for distributing it is via our website. So opexleadershipnetwork.org. Okay. Uh, you can find all of the the work products that we've done on that okay. website, and they are free for everyone. Uh, that's that's one of our our slogans: is that these work products are developed by industry for industry and free for all to use. So you can download them free of charge. You're doing all this work for up to two years, and then you're giving it away for free. Absolutely, that's that's the point. If it's a best practice that we want the industry to use, the best way to get the industry to use it is to give it to them. Uh, if you charge for it, people start to question whether or not that's something they should do. That's perfect. Yeah, I, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean to step on what you were saying. I just, you know, free is great. <laughs> okay. So as you were saying, um, getting it out on the website, opexleadershipnetwork.org yep. and other ways. No, that's fine. The, the other ways that we publish it, uh, not necessarily publishing the work product, but publishing information about it is through PMMI's media group. So we have a number of different uh periodicals and magazines that come out regularly throughout the year. Uh, Packaging uh, World does articles for OPEX Leadership Network on a regular basis, as does Pro Food World, uh, Automation World, as well as PMMI's internal uh, magazine or publication, OEM. Uh, Each of those, those publications will look at the various work products that we have, and on about a quarterly basis, they'll put out an article uh, highlighting one or more of these solutions. So it brings the knowledge of it to the industry. And then there's always the link that says, here's, here's where you can go get it now. So what, um, I'm aware of it, you know, you've, you've shared it with the world. What am I, um, I guess kind of, what am I getting from you to, to implement this? What kind of materials are, are is going to come from the OPEX leadership network that I'm going to implement in my operations. That's going to, you know, hopefully solve my challenge. What kind of materials am I going to receive? That depends on which work product you're looking at because they're all different. Um, The solutions groups determine what's the best type of tool to release to the industry around whatever their topic is. So for example, with the OEE, uh, we, we found some white space where OEE is a very common concept within the industry, but it's not always calculated the same way. So we built a calculator uh, in Excel that's a very detailed method for going through and calculating what your OEE is and what the benefits of increasing or improving that OEE would be to you in your particular situation. So that work product, you would get a user guide and an Excel tool. Uh, other user, uh, Other work products are simply a best practice guideline. Some of them have checklists associated with them that you also get. So it really depends on what the the task is that's being uh, solved or the problem that's being solved, what type of tool we're going to use and, and distribute to the industry. 
Okay, so so some are almost like you said, one's a calculator. It's a literal tool that you're going to be plugging numbers and stuff in. Others are, you know, kind of the guidelines and checklists to go through the process. So it's going to vary, like you said, by the different products. Um, is there a? Do you guys have a? I guess a best practice for how to to implement these into your operation because you you know for some people bringing in change from the outside might be you know, hard to sell within their plant. So do you have recommendations on how a company should kind of implement these work products into their operations? Yeah, there's a couple of ways that we suggest doing that. Probably the the best way is to look internally within your company at where your, your pain points are. What is causing you the most difficulty out on the, the manufacturing floor? And then come to the opexleadershipnetwork.org webpage and figure out what solutions we have that could address that particular issue. <clears throat> then you can download the, the work product. And the work products, by the way, are best practices. They're not standards. So you can customize it. If there's a certain part of a, a process that you have very well entrained within your business, but you're lacking some of the peripheral pieces that would make that more efficient, uh, then take those pieces from whatever the OPEX tool is and use those in conjunction with your own best practice. Okay, I like that. Uh, we've got several of our member companies that, for example, they, they take the RFP tool, which is also an Excel spreadsheet where you can add in information. And they've customized it to include certain information that is a requirement of their company and not something that, that can change from project to project. So they've created now... A, a template that they can use for their company when they're going out for a request for proposal. And it's slightly different from one of their competitors who doesn't, who, who has different rules. So we, we're not trying to lock these down into something that you must do it 100% this way. The idea is we're providing you with some guidelines that are going to help you speak and communicate with your machine builders, or if you're the machine builder, communicate with your customers in a more consistent manner. I, I, that's like the, I like that. There's not you're, you've named a lot of you know big companies that are involved with this, um, and there's not. It's almost like there's no ego involved in terms of this is how you should be solving your problems. I think that's that's a great um, selling point or for someone that to use these. That we're not saying these are you know the cut and dry way that you have to do it. We're just trying to offer you some best practices that we've come, you know, used our knowledge together to come up with to say, this is one way that you could do it that might, you know, streamline your operation. I like that there's not that, you know, putting their foot down saying, follow these guidelines or, you know, don't use them at all. So that's, that's interesting. Okay. So how, how do I get involved? You know, how do I get my company involved? How do I join up with, is there room for me? You know, how, do, how do I get involved with the OpEx leadership network? Yeah, there's room for everyone. Uh, what we look for is assistance from the industry in a couple of different areas. Uh, when we are creating a work product, we will look to the industry to provide the experts to help us develop what that work product is going to look like. Uh, so right now, as an example, we're doing one on asset reliability. Okay. Uh, how do I ensure that my machines are being maintained in such a way that they operate as efficiently as possible, as efficiently as they were designed to operate through time uh, so that 10 years from now that machine is still operating correctly. So we've gone out to the industry and looked for maintenance specialists. 
that can come in and can talk with us and help us figure out what are some tools that we should be using to ensure maintenance is being done properly on a machine. So once we have the work product developed, we also need a fresh set of eyes to then come in and take a look at the work product and tell us if we're missing anything, if we have anything that is contradictory, uh, anything that, that we should add to it. So that's two totally separate groups of industry experts that we're looking to engage in that process, those that develop and those that validate. Uh, the third place is, is adoption and case studies. Everybody loves to see a case study, something that has worked for someone that they can look at it and say, that might actually work for me too. It's not just smoke and mirrors. So when you adopt a particular work product, uh, we would love to get feedback from you to know how you've used it, uh, the value that it's brought to you, and any gaps that there might be in it that you've seen that we can improve in revision two, at which time we probably will ask you to participate in revision two uh, to help us develop those gaps that you saw in the next version. Okay, so again, it's really, it's a collaboration. It's not a... It's not a group that, again, came together and said, this is the rules we're going to come up with. I love that you're willing to listen to and want input from as many people as possible to make these as, you know, the best practices. Um, what, what kind of things do you guys have um, during the year or maybe at the trade shows that um, people can attend or, or can learn about what it is that you guys are doing? So we are very present at PMMI's trade shows, uh, Pack Expo and Pro Food Tech. Okay. Uh, we have a couple of sessions on what's called the forum, which is an open discussion uh, learning platform that's available to anyone who's attending Pack Expo. Uh, this year, we're going to be doing sessions on the asset reliability. We're going to be looking at for input from the industry for that one. We're going to look at OEE calculations, and I believe the request for proposal solution. Uh, we also will be presenting a new, uh, a new program at the innovation stage at PAC Expo Las Vegas that recognizes individuals and companies that embrace these work products and, and help drive their use within the industry. So there's quite a bit of activity that goes on for us uh, around those trade shows. We also have a couple of other meetings during the year uh, for the executive council to make sure that uh, all of our work products are on track to look at potential new work products in white space uh, and, and discuss the results of the work products that we have put into the industry to see if there's any change of direction or enhancements that need to be made. So I love that, that even at the show, you know, where there's, you know, there's going to be 30,000 attendees. Um, you guys are, are willing to have, you want people to come in so you, to tinker is probably not the right word, but, you know, to come in and, and sort of look at these products that you guys are working on and, and kind of talk them out, like you said, in the forum and get input from the different, again, you're going to have 30,000 different people that might be at the show um, attending for a variety of different reasons, but they could all, you know, could come by and offer some different piece of input that you wouldn't have already had. Um, so you, you guys really are going out to, to, to every opportunity you can to get input. That's going to make these the best practices that you possibly can. Yeah. That's a formula that's worked well for us uh, over the years. 
Uh, as an example, again, continuing on with the RFP, which is one we, we, we seem to have highlighted here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were developing that last year, we brought it to the forum and did an open session at the forum on the RFP tool at where we showed, look, here's the direction we're, we're going with this. Now, what do you see as some of the gaps? And we came up with five or six ideas from the group uh, where they saw some gaps. And we brought those back to the solutions group that was developing the, the tool and they integrated those into the tool. So the, the final product has that direct input from our attendees at PAC Expo. That's fantastic. It's just a great way of bringing, you know, like you said, as much input as you possibly can into getting these and making them the best practices you can. Um, I'm out of questions. I think you've you've pretty much covered it all. Is there anything else out there that you'd want to get out about the uh, OpEx Leadership Network? Yeah, let me just also mention that at PAC Expo, we will have a kiosk in PMMI's booth at the front of the show. So if you have any questions, suggestions on new work products that we could develop, uh, or you just want to come by and, and get in a little more a little bit more detail on any of the work products that we offer, please stop by. Uh, I will be at that booth regularly, uh, as well as we'll have some other folks there that can talk to you at any level of detail you'd like to get. Well, you're a pod star now, so people are going to want to put a face to the name you know, the voice that they've heard. So they're definitely going to want to stop by, maybe get an autograph or a picture or something like that. Uh, there you go. Selfies are selfies yeah. are welcome. <laughs> okay. I really appreciate your time today, Brian. Um, uh, thanks again to everyone for listening to Unpacked with PMMI. Be sure to join us next time for more packaging and processing industry insights. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, Go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.